0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: You betcha. The Wednesday night edition here at 706 and phone lines already open. is the number you want to use to call in. of course ask your questions about uh, your job your employment the workplace in general that's what we do and have been doing for years and will continue to do so but you make it all that much better and more interesting of course getting your feedback and your questions every show again 416-870-6400 help at employmentlawyer.ca and if you got some time I know we'll chat about it here in a few minutes but pocketemploymentlawyer.ca that's a good place to go even before you pick up a phone and call your or a member of his team you can go to that website and check uh, all things having to do with employment law and including disability law there as well so it's a pretty, uh, a pretty hefty pretty robust website it's been around for a few months and it is gaining some serious serious traction but we'll get to that and being let go from your job without even realizing it. How's that work? We'll, uh, we'll f- fill you in on those details as well. But first, pal, as we always uh, kick off the show, get us warmed up, as you like to say, with uh, the week that was. How was it?
2: Hey, John. Uh, great to be here. Great to be back. And great to be uh, hopefully answering as many questions as possible on the show like we like to do every week. So, uh, you take us out for a spin, give us a call, let's uh, let's have the opportunity to solve some of those workplace problems that you have. Now, maybe this week is not going the way you want it, your boss did something to you, or maybe they threatened to do something and you want to know how to respond. <laughs> what do you say to your boss when you go into work tomorrow? How do you deal with this workplace problem? Well no need to wonder anymore, give me a call, give us a call right now, I'll tell you what to do and how to deal with it. Or maybe you're, you're concerned about losing your job or you've just lost your job and you want to know what am I owed? Hey, this is the time. This is the place. Let's no. talk about your workplace rights. There's really no such thing as bad questions. I promise you. And you have to be careful where you get answers to your questions. This is the right place. And of course if you don't want to get on the show but you still have questions or issues that you need solved not a problem we'll give you my contact information throughout the show so you can reach out to me call me or email me hey maybe you're concerned about the coronavirus and you want to know what happens with your workplace rights should you go to work should you not call us about that or anything else but week there was a couple situations that came across my my desk very recently uh first situation i spoke with a lady uh, who had recently been notified that the uh, the the office that you works at is moving, and from their employer's perspective, this wasn't going to be a very big, significant move from a distance standpoint. They're they're probably moving about 30 minutes away. It's not that far. Uh, most people were not going to be impacted by it, so they saw it as a as a pretty uh, you know pretty straightforward move to make. Well, for this particular lady. That move was a huge, huge deal. She didn't drive, didn't own a car, and she walked to work. Been walking to work for about eight years that she's been working uh, with this employer. uh, Had about a 15 minute uh, walk to work, very convenient. And for her to take public transportation to get to the new place, given the fact that she didn't have a car, so she couldn't just drive 30 minutes, she told me it would be at least an extra hour to an hour and a half each way. So she'd add two to three hours a day because of this move. Very upset, uh, but she understood her employer is not picking on her. They're just making this move. You want, she wanted to know when she called me what her rights were. So here's the thing, John. For most people, this may not be a huge, huge deal. It's not that big a move. But for her, it is. For her, it's going to completely change her, her work situation. She's going to have to spend every day two to three hours more just getting to work. Well, no, that is now a big change in the terms of employment because her employer changed the terms of employment, she now has the right and the option Mm -hmm. to treat this as a constructive dismissal. She does not have to accept it, and her option is to leave with severance. And for her, she's older, and all the years she's worked there, she's probably looking at about nine months' pay, so significant. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is I wanted to remind everyone that when it comes to a relocation, when it comes to moving offices, it's not really about how far it is, how many kilometers away it's more about how does this impact you if you're in a situation where you're spending and let's say more than an hour a day than you used to before because the office is relocated you're now in constructive dismissal territory your employer even though they're acting in good faith they're not picking on you they're making a legitimate business move still they don't have a right to change the terms of employment and if they change them in such a significant way, you, the employee, can treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave, John, with full severance.
1: We are talking 416-870-6400, star 640. Uh, and so, actually, I'll no, just use the other number, that one, I don't even know if it's around anymore, but 416-870-6400. You mentioned reaching out to you if uh, you don't want to call in your little little bashful. That's easy as well, 1-855-821-5900, and of course, helpandemploymentlawyer.ca. Phone lines are open, bring them on. What else, uh, what else you got going on?
2: So i've always spoken on the show when we deal with workplace harassment I, I always said that you always want to try to resolve the matter internally to, to talk to yeah. your boss to let them know about it so here's a situation where someone tried to do that and and despite the employer getting every opportunity to deal with it they didn't do what they were supposed to so this lady was being uh, they called me and she was being mistreated by a colleague not, not a boss just someone that was a co-worker of hers she did the right thing she went to speak to her immediate supervisor Apparently, the supervisor and this person were friends, so because of that, nothing happened. Supervisor ignored it, kind of laughed it off. So she did the right thing again, and she went to speak with HR. And she told HR, listen, I'm being mistreated by this person, he's using vulgar language, he's putting me down, he's, you know, just making my work life miserable, please do something about it. Well, HR said, yeah, okay, we'll look into it. Well a month passed she followed up um, another month passed nothing has changed as far as she was she knew nothing had changed uh, no one did anything this person was still treating her badly and of course very frustrated that at the end of a rope about to go off on a on a stress leave she called me so john an employer has to deal with workplace harassment workplace harassment is unacceptable and an employer should make all efforts to extinguish it to get rid of it from the workplace If they don't, despite being given the chance, That could potentially in some situations be a human rights violation, but it can certainly be a constructive dismissal as well. We all have a right to work in a workplace that's free of harassment. And if despite this, we are being harassed and the employer won't do something about it, you may be able to leave Mm -hmm. because you don't have to continue working in that environment with full severance. She did the right thing. She tried to give her her uh, employer the opportunity to fix the problem. The employer should have. They had the legal obligation to do so. They dropped the ball. They didn't do it. Now it's time to deal with it externally. So I'm going to get her out of there with compensation so she doesn't have to go on stress leave and continue in that situation. Same thing applies to you. If you're ever mistreated, harassed, uh, treated badly in the workplace, tell your employer. Give your employer the opportunity to fix it. I'd like to think that most good employers will do something about it. If you tried and, there, and and that didn't work or there's no one to talk to, you give me a call. You contact me. I'll help you out. Workplace harassment is not acceptable, and you can do something about it.
1: one That's the number to reach out to Lior and the team anytime. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Phone lines are open, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Bring your calls on. That's why we're here is to answer them over the course of this hour. Uh, Pocket Employment Lawyer, I mentioned it, gave it a good plug. It's really cool. Give me some more details on it,
2: John. It's uh, it is pretty pretty neat tool, and and so many people have already been using it. Even though it's it's been a short time since we've had it, uh, you already mm-hmm. have an employment lawyer. That's how I'd like to pitch it. You already have an employment lawyer with you on your phone, on your tablet, what have you it's pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You want to have an analysis of your legal situation, of your employment law legal situation, you simply go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and you answer a few questions, free completely, anonymous completely, Uh, takes no time. Whether you want to find out how much severance you're owed, maybe you lost your job, are worried about losing your job, and you want to know, what am I actually owed? Because believe me, It's a lot more than what your company's offered. Well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the easiest place to go to. Maybe you want to find out if you're an employee or an independent contractor, or if your matter is a constructive dismissal, if your matter is a human rights violation, or much more. pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, technology is great. We try to use that to give people access to legal information. So check it out for yourself, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca.
1: And as you mentioned, uh, completely free and anonymous, there's a yellow Contact Us button at the top right corner. You want to use that and carry on privately or get more information from beyond the PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca website, you can do that. Or simply shut down your browser and you are gone. Nobody knows you were, were ever there. We also plug it on the TV show. If you haven't caught our TV show, simply go to EmploymentLawyer.ca and you'll see a link to catch past shows. Uh, get our pretty mugs on television <laughs> every weekend. It's, uh, it's really cute. Uh, coming up here, being let go from your job without even realizing it. That is on the way here here uh, as we line up some calls got and waiting in the wings and for you as well 416-870-6400 yeah being
2: let go without even realizing it um this happens quite often right well most people assume that if i'm let go well i get my letter or my i'm called into a meeting and i'm told today's your last day and you're out of there and right. you're right that's what happens often but there are some situations where the law considers you to have been let go. The law considers your employment as being terminated, or or at least gives you that option. And your employer may not say that. Your employer may not even think that. So you should know in situations that could trigger a termination, even though the company does not actually let you go. So that's very important. You can be let go without realizing. So that's what we want to talk about.
1: I want to just get to one here before we get to the uh, to the call, and that is you're put on a temporary layoff. And everyone's going to prick up their ears
2: going, wait a minute, what do you mean? How's that, How's that being terminated? And it's just a layoff, right? Exactly. So a temporary layoff, people assume, is a situation where you're not being let go. I'm just kind of put on ice for a while, but they're going to call me back to work. Well, not so fast because, again, we're talking about a situation where the law considers you to be terminated. Well, a temporary layoff is a classic example of that. The law says that in most cases, your employer does not have the right to lay you off temporarily, or at the very least, you now have the right to treat that as a termination. So a temporary layoff in most cases is a termination, despite the fact that the company wants to call you back, plans to call you back, it does not matter. By laying you off temporarily, by saying you're gonna be off work for six weeks, 12 weeks, what have you, The law says you can now treat that as a termination and get your severance now, today. Not have to wait to see what happens. So in most cases, that's what happens. There are some exceptions, but for most people, that is the law. So if you're ever laid off temporarily, you have that option. And I say, don't sit on that right. Because if you sit on that right and you go back to work, the next time they lay you off temporarily, you won't be able to do anything about it. You're going to be considered to have accepted it.
1: More of those points are coming up here in just a minute, and we'll get to your call as well. And for you, the phone lines are open as we go into a break. Line it up and bring it on. 416-870-6400 is a number. Nice warm-up on this uh, Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show right here, Global News Radio.
0: The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back indeed. Phone number four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred is how we'll talk to you for the remainder of the time. Please call through. We'd love to get you on the air here. You want to reach out otherwise. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you always have the option of calling after the show one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That's to get a hold of Lior and his team. Get to uh, to Ann. Hi Ann, thank you for hanging on through the break. How are you tonight?
3: Oh, not too bad. Good evening. Okay, not what's too up? Bad. Um, sure. Actually, I, uh, I lost my job last September, and anyways, I'm just wondering, uh, if your job is unionized, which, I mean, you're, you were I was contracted out by the city, I mean, uh, to do via uh, my employer, and I just need to know, does a collective agreement pay out the severance, or does the employer have to pay me severance, or well, am I sort of not... <laughs>
2: well any severance that's ever due to you is always paid by the employer so not the union union never pays it but why were you let go
3: um apparently i mean they terminated me without uh, any warning and that saying that i didn't pay for my parking
2: okay so if in the, from the, what you describe it, they're looking at it as the termination for cause, which means the employer is saying we don't have to pay you anything. So it's up to your union now to fight for you, either to try to reinstate you or, or to get you some compensation. Uh, the reality is that empl- unionized employees do not get the same amount of severance as non-union employees. You get pennies on the dollar, but you may have the right for reinstatement. So you have to speak to your union if you haven't already. You said this happened in September. Hopefully there's already been a grievance filed on your behalf. Uh, yes. Your union has to take care of you, and hopefully it ends up in a good result. Maybe you get reinstated with back pay.
3: Um, I I don't know for sure because I mean we were contracted out to the city and we are uh, terminated by the city. You know, and the employer is actually is not my that's my employer is not the city. See, my, my employer holds a contract through the city.
2: Right, like I plan. understand. And so so it has to be your union fighting with this, but you may not, well, you probably won't get severance. It's a question of whether or not you're going to be reinstated or not. And, uh, generally speaking, unionized employees don't get the same severance or, in many cases, any severance, but they may have the right to their job back.
1: And appreciate, uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate the call as well. 416-870-6400 is the way to call through just like Ann did in that regard. Jay, thank you for hanging on. How are you, pal?
0: good how you guys doing
1: good what's up what's up with you tonight
0: uh well first i just want to say schools you'd be a killer wingman to go out with
1: (laughs) i'm in (laughs) anytime brother i'm in
0: (laughs) so leor my question is first of all i love your show and listen all the time and and i talk about stuff you say till i'm blue in the face to people and majority of people Mm -hmm. think i'm full of bs i know you have (laughs) to the an employer but is there a website or somewhere else you can go that isn't made? And, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but you guys created the profit Employer. Some, um, unbiased, not biased is the wrong word, but another site or another place people can go to see their rights other than something that you've done. So I could prove to them that there's another source of this information.
2: I get Well, it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you could, there's certainly many articles written by, by many lawyers uh, that would corroborate it. But the, here's the thing. the The – The stuff that we talk about is what the courts have said over the years is the law. That's how our common law is created. So our courts make decisions, or over the years, the the decisions stand for something that says, here's what you're allowed to do, here's what your rights are. So you actually have precedent. Exactly. So legal precedent. So you actually would have to read the cases. There's a a free website called Canley. That's C-A-N-L-I-I, canli.org. which is a database of all cases, so you can actually research cases on that. I mean, it's not necessarily easy to do for non-lawyers, but it's possible. So you can see court decisions. That's the only real way, if you actually want to kind of hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak, uh, is to go on Canley. But beyond that, you you kind of have to take my word for it, and and others that have written it uh, about it to that that's what the law is. Uh, these are not controversial things, so anything you see on pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is not something that i like, wow, I figured it out, right? It, it's no, no, it's no, been no. the law for <laughs> tens of for decades, right? This, there's nothing new under the sun, uh, but if someone is inclined to go on Canly uh, and, and research it, they can, and they'll, they'll find out that information.
0: Yeah, and, and it's not that I don't believe you, but you know what people are, right? Like my father, he wants, he's been in his job for 30 years, and he wants to get fired because he's retired and he doesn't have – like, he's not actively trying to get fired, but we were joking.
4: Right. He thinks he can't. Yeah, can no kidding.
0: Severance. Right. And I told him it's not 30-week severance for 30 years. He'd be owed, He's an account manager. He's 65 years old. He'd be owed two or three years severance. So he He'll be
2: owed two it. years, absolutely. Not not even a question about it. So more motivation to be let go. So, so yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it's absolutely true. And Canley is probably the only way to actually read the actual law. Not too many non-lawyers will do that, but that's probably the only place I can send you to.
0: Okay, thanks. Uh, you know what, I love the show. Thanks a lot, guys.
2: Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. I can't see Jay
1: sitting around and reading stuff on Canley. That's not going to happen. No, that's like that's, yeah, I, I, that's some dry
2: I, reading right there. It, it is dry reading. It's dry reading for me, me as well. <laughs> but you know, it, it, and it's not the first time that that someone says that to me, yep. especially when it comes to severance, because if you go on Google right now and you look up. Severance entitlements. One of the first websites you're going to find is that of the Ministry of Labor. So, you know, the government right. of Ontario website. And if you read that, they'll say, okay, if you're let go, you're going to get one week's pay per year of service, or in some situations, two weeks' pay. Okay. So that, I understand that. So let's say if I work for five years, that's either five weeks or 10 weeks' pay. Then you go to the, to, to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and you, you input in your, your, your information and it says eight months pay all of a sudden. Well, wait a second. Government says I get Five weeks. Leor says I get eight months. What the heck is that? Well, you know, you have to understand that what the government, in this case the Ministry of Labor, tells you is only with respect to your minimum entitlements. It's only a small portion of what you're owed. Your full entitlements, your common law entitlements, as decided by our by our courts over the last 150 years, is significantly more, which is exactly what the Pocket Employment Lawyer tells you. Unfortunately, John, so many people are misled by this information. They're misled by their own government. Because they don't do a good enough job to tell you Hey, yeah, it's five weeks, but that's only a portion. That's not your full entitlements. So you have to be careful what you get, where you get your sources from for information. Uh, give me a call. Call another employment lawyer if you don't want to give me a call, but you have to do something about it, especially if you lose your job.
1: You bet. It's uh, 416-870-6400. That is the way to call through just like Jay did and before him. And get some get some questions answered. It's just that simple. It's so worth the uh, the couple minutes just to punch in the numbers and, and talk to Lior for sure. In the meantime, being let go from your job without even realizing it. And another, uh, another one in this list is this one. Your employer changes terms of employment. By that, I mean uh, changing your salary, job location, hours of work,
2: all that stuff. Right. Job duties for that matter. Right. And as I said, right at the top of the show... An employer is not allowed to make significant changes to the terms of employment. But the fact that they're not allowed to do it does not mean that there's a a way to actually stop them. So you can't call the government or call a lawyer and say, make my employer stop uh, changing my pay or make my employer stop uh, changing my hours. No, there's no way to do that. Instead, what happens is if your employer does make changes, you can treat that as a termination. The law comes in and says, hey, employer, by changing someone's terms of employer uh, employment, it's as if you've let them go. It's a termination. Right. So, so this is a classic example of actually being terminated without the employer f- telling you you're gone, without them giving you a letter. So if your job has changed in a significant way, you're, you got a pay cut or maybe your hours change or maybe you're at demotion or as I said at the beginning of the show, maybe your, your office relocated and now you're spending a lot more time getting to work. That gives you the right in most cases to treat that as a termination. We call that a constructive dismissal. You get your severance and you move on. So that is probably, John, the most common example of being let go without actually being let go. It's interesting,
1: though, you know, you make all these points, and these are all under common law, and I think you mentioned this before, the difference between that and the, the, the normal law, the employment law that you speak about with the Ministry of Labor, is that you cannot, opt out, you cannot opt out of that law. The law is the law, whereas common law, you can't give up those rights. I mean, it's yes. common law, it's to your benefit, but you can start whittling them away if you're not careful, allowing them to put you on temporary
2: layoff oh, and other yes. things, and you lose the right. That's not cool. So courts have decided what your rights are, but the courts have also said you can give up those rights. So an employer doesn't have a right to change the terms of your employment unless you've agreed to let them do it. For example, in an employment agreement, your employer does not have a right to lay you off temporarily, again, unless you've agreed to let them do it. So you have to always be careful with what you agree both in terms of, you know, accepting something that your employer does, and also in terms of what you sign. Be careful with those employment agreements. Oftentimes, an employment agreement would take away rights that you would normally and naturally have. It's always a bad yeah. idea to find out that you just gave away $50,000 worth of severance without even realizing that that's what you're doing. So when you're asked to sign something, Okay, an employment agreement, a job offer letter. Let's have it reviewed. Let's understand what you're signing. Don't you don't want to find out when it's too late that uh, you gave up on something.
1: Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. Anthony, thanks for uh, hanging on. How are you this evening? Uh, not too bad, yourself, guys. Good man. What's uh, what's on your mind? I need help here with Lior. Uh, I got a situation here where uh, I,
4: I was working with the city and. Um, I was uh, laid off uh, right away uh, within three or four months uh, during work. And uh, basically, the general manager of the department said that we can do anything because uh, we can we can fire without cause. Um, I disputed that because uh, I asked him, can you give me a reason? Because uh, I was very good at my job, what I did. And, and my uh, supervisor even complimented I was... Uh, uh, did everything to the T, and uh, I was uh, more than helpful at many times. Um, and I just want to know, I, he also uh, also was giving me different notes, medical notes, because I suffered from PTSD and all that due, due, due to my situation with the military. And this job was just for a supplementation of my income uh, that I have with uh, Veterans Affairs through the military. And I was wondering if there's any course of action with this, because I don't understand why uh, I'm not getting any headway with the uh, Human Resource Department. When they told me uh, to reach out to Human Resource, and they, they didn't bother with me whatsoever, and they even had the lawyer involved from the city to tell me to go away and, do, and do not, not to communicate with anybody in the city anymore.
2: Okay, Anthony, first question, was this a union position? No, it was not. Okay, and how long did you work there for? I just uh, attained
4: uh, the contract back in uh, April, and I had to do a police check uh, with references and all that, which I, I attained, and it was everything was okay and I got hired. we did our orientation in May, and I was working uh, uh, there for the long for about uh, a period of four months.
2: Okay, now was this a a, a contract with a with a specific yes, end date or or, or was that an indefinite contract? contract?
4: It was a conc- well. I don't know about. Uh, it's an indefinite contract. It was from uh, April till the end of. Uh, is indefinite till the end of uh, October with uh,
2: possible extensions. And I know everybody else got extra time to work because they were low on manpower. So okay. So the contract had an end date of October. Yes. And when did they let you go? They terminated me in August. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, They are allowed to let you go for any reason, and they don't actually have to give a reason. Okay, That's they're allowed to do. It's simply a question of now that they've made that decision, what do they owe you? How much compensation do they owe you? So here's how the law works. The general rule is that if you have a contract for a specific period of time, so let's say until October, and you're let go before that... They have to pay you the balance. They have to pay you the difference. So if you let go in August, they have to pay you between August and October for those two months. So that's what the loss is. So it's not about why they let you go, whether you did a good job. I have no doubt that you did a good job. But they're still allowed to let you go for whatever reason or for no reason as long as they pay you severance. So that's what this comes down to. Now, depending on the actual wording of the contract that you signed back in in April or May, it's possible that they may even have to pay you less than that. I'd have to see the contract. But if your contract doesn't limit you, then they have to pay you the difference. They have to pay you for those two months that uh, they should have continued employing you. Now, dealing with with the city or HR is a waste of time. There's nothing you'll ever, ever be able to accomplish with mm-hmm. that. You, for that, you need you need help. So that's what I do, and that's all I do. So if you need my help, and it certainly sounds in this case you you, you do need it, I want you to give me a call or contact me off air. We'll sit down. We'll go over everything. I'll see the contract. And then, uh, obviously, I'll help you get whatever compensation that you're owed. I need, I
4: need, I need it, sir, because I'm thinking about going to uh... – uh, human rights tribunal with this because uh, they dismissed my, uh, my medical notes and all that and uh, I don't understand why they took this route uh,
2: because they were seeking people to work at that department the whole year well, that's a good point because if in fact the reason for them letting you go had anything to do with the medical condition that you have, and, you know, if you have a disability or another medical condition, if that's the reason or even part of the reason, then it is a human rights violation beyond the fact that they may owe you a couple of months' pay. So there's a lot to talk about, Anthony, so I want you to reach out to me off air. Let's sit down. Let's go over this, get all the details, and of course I'll help you do uh, get the best result possible.
1: Anthony, appreciate the uh, the call. Here is a number, and please write it down, and please use it uh, to get a hold of Lior and the team. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You can reach out through email as well, and that is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Uh, your phone call still got some time here four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Between that, though, we're talking about being let go from your job without even realizing it. Uh, next one is this: you're put on an unpaid, not a paid, an unpaid suspension. Right.
2: And, and that's another example of being let go without actually being let go or without even realizing right. it. So let's start with the idea that an employer does not have, in most cases, does not have the right to suspend you without pay. Now, we're talking about non union employees. Different for unionized employees. We're talking about non-union employees. For a non-union employee, your employer does not have a right to suspend you without pay. In some situations, if you've done something bad, considerably bad, they can suspend you with pay, but there's no right to suspend you without pay. What does that mean? That means if you are suspended without pay, we're back to that situation that's called a constructive dismissal. You have the right, even though the employer is not letting you go, they're They're suspending you and they're planning on calling you back uh, once the suspension is over. You can treat that as a termination because it's illegal. It's not something they have a right to do. So suspension without pay, if that's what it is, even though you may have done something wrong, okay? is still in most cases a constructive dismissal last point i'll make on that is this we talked about how you can give up your rights you can also give up your rights when it comes to unpaid suspensions in other words if you sign an employment agreement that says we have a right to suspend you without pay well guess what then the employer is able to suspend you without pay, and there's nothing you can do about it so again another uh one of a long line of reasons as to why you have to be careful with those employment agreements
1: being let go from your job without even realizing it, uh, the company you work for is being sold. I want to get to that, but we just had like this massive onslaught. Did we just give away a car? Because we just got a whole bunch of calls at once. <laughs> Did I say something? Are we giving away iPads? I don't know what's going on, but we got a, a ton of calls all of a sudden. So uh, Chris, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. How are you?
4: I'm good, thank
0: you. How are you?
1: Good. What's uh, what's on your mind?
0: Uh, I worked for an employer who had us sign an averaging agreement. Because there are weeks that we work in excess of 44 hours, Mm. so we're on an eight-week period.
1: Yes.
2: And
0: if I pick up an extra shift, which is overtime, my employer tells me that because I'm only being paid for 42 hours a week, I therefore have to work six hours. I guess at uh, sorry, four hours at regular time before they'll pay the overtime, and I'm just wondering
2: if they can do that. No, they can't do that. that, that, that that's not a proper way to calculate that with an averaging agreement. Uh, so it, what, the best thing to do in this situation is if you want to reach out to me, I can send you something Uh, from the Ministry of Labor that you can send them and show them that they're doing it wrong, okay? So I can send that to you, and maybe they'll realize they made a mistake, and that's fine. If they still don't fix it, probably the best thing to do is to contact the Ministry of Labor, file a claim with them. I've said before, you can't contact the Ministry of Labor if you lost your job, but you absolutely can when it comes to overtime. So, Chris, I'm happy to help you if you want me to.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll reach out by email. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And if you want to go to the website, just employmentlawyer.ca, by the way, you can catch past radio shows, get lots more information and check out the uh, the TV show as well. Got a couple more calls uh, getting lined up here. In the meantime, being let go from your job without even
2: realizing it. As I mentioned, the company you work for is being sold. That's not good. No. So when a company is sold, just the fact that you're going to have to now work for the buyer, you can treat that as a termination. Now. Keep okay. in mind, in, some, in many cases, the company that's buying the business may offer you a job. And they say, yeah, yeah, you, you, you can work with us. Uh, but even though they're offering you a job, you don't have to accept it. And if you don't accept it, that is still a termination. You, you have a job with your employer. And if your employer is no longer your employer, there's a different employer, well, then guess what? That's a termination, right? Right. So you can treat that as a termination and get severance. Now, if you're not offered a job with a buyer, that's easy. You get your full severance. If you are offered a job with the buyer and you choose not to accept that offer then depending on the reason, you may get your full severance or you may not get your full severance and just part of it. But either way, a sale of a business where you don't continue working results in a termination. So your employer is never going to tell you that, right? They're never going to say, by the way, employee, we're sold the business. You're getting a job offer from the buyer, but you don't have to accept it. You can simply get severance from us if you want. They'll never tell you that, but I just did. A sale of a business does result in a termination. Who pays the severance, buyer or seller? So if you never work for the buyer, because right. somebody didn't accept, then it's always the, uh, the the buyer. Sorry, if you never work for the buyer, then it's always the seller that pays it. Okay. The company you worked for is the one that has to pay you the severance, because that's your employer. That's the company that you're no longer going to be employed by. So the seller has to pay the severance.
1: Let's quickly slide over to a, another call here. Hey, Joanne, good evening. How are you?
5: I'm good, thanks. Um, Great. What's uh, what's on, my, on your mind? I just wanted to make a comment that uh, uh, I was involved with a bankruptcy from a large uh, manufacturer, and that was in 2010. And I did go for the max. Uh, I was there for over 20 years, so I could go for three weeks per year. So, yes, you're absolutely right. One week is what they tell you, but... You definitely have the uh, capability of getting much more if you know who to talk to or how to present yourself. But uh, my curiosity was, we did get quite a good I think it averaged to 60 cents on the dollar in the bankruptcy uh, case, but... uh, I was I helped the company um, disperse all the assets and everything. Uh, I worked with the um, uh, the uh, company that looked after the bankruptcy. But then I went on un- unemployment from April to December, and uh, I had paid into unemployment as you can imagine for twenty years. But when the severance finally came through, three, four, and five years later. Uh, I had to pay every cent of unemployment insurance Hmm. back, and I thought, you know, I really should have just started a new job and got the complete severance and not bothered with unemployment because it didn't really benefit me in the long run.
2: And the reality is, uh, Joanne, that, that you can't have income, which is what severance is, and employment insurance for the same period of time. The only reason, of course, someone gets employment insurance is because they're no longer getting income. So what happens is if you get severance, the severance that you get, even though you may get it months or or years later, it's It's retroactive to when when you were let go. So EI says, ah, now we understand that even though we were paying you for six months, you actually had income for six months. You got six months severance, so because of that, if you had gotten the the severance back then we wouldn't have paid you Ei wouldn't have paid you so now we want the money back so yes you can't you cannot have severance and ei for the same period of time unfortunately
5: right but the severance uh was through a bankruptcy so it went years later right you know everything got uh
2: it's retroactive uh, though unfortunately uh, yeah
5: yeah you really should know that one week per year is
1: it's no good. Yeah. No, it's, it's no, no good. good. Joanne, I appreciate not, the call. It's not the law. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We're done for a, uh, another night. We're going to leave it at that. I uh, appreciate everybody calling through and your time. You want to reach out now, it is simply one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to reach Lior by phone. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And always, always, always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show, right here, Global News Radio.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.